Welcome back to the We Valiant Few podcast. I am one of your hosts, Slapshot. Crossfire's here. Hi, I'm Blackbeard, and I'm back, boys. Blackbeard, welcome back. Welcome back to season two. It's good oh, to yeah. be here. It's good to be here. Hey, you're, you're a little bit tardy, but it's, it's glad to have you back. Hey, better late than never. I'm fashionably late. You know, call, always coming in with some style. You never want to be the first person to the party, and quite frankly, neither am I, so I totally get it. I never am. No. And you guys know how religiously late <laughs> I am yeah. things. Show up, see nobody's there, drive around the block a couple times. <laughs> Just, we, <laughs> we are not joined by Raptor tonight. He's currently MIA. Uh, we have a search party out looking for him. Uh, we'll, and dogs. Yeah, and dogs. We'll, he was deploying to Afghanistan for a super secret spec ops mission that was just today only. So we'll, we'll find him. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll touch base with you guys uh, next week uh, for that. We did have a very important topic that we wanted to talk about tonight, but due to Raptor's absence, we will delay that, and that is totally okay because there is quite a number of current events that happened that are definitely worth talk talking about and debating uh, for tonight's episode. So next week's topic will. Uh, That'll be the intro to mindset and being prepared, uh, as this season's uh, theme will be. And tonight we will go over, or today, whenever you decide to listen to this, I guess, uh, we will be going over recent current events because there's a lot of spicy things going on right now. Juicy. Yeah, and the current events really help reinforce what we said last episode where it's like, you know, these are serious wake-up calls and, like, we were talking a lot about that last episode, and then after that episode had aired, more stuff happened, and then more stuff happened, and then more stuff happened, and this whole week has just been full of it. Right. You know, since the since the, the capital breaching. Or right. Whatever you want to call it, you know? I'm kind of just curious. Like, I think this will be something, like, maybe good for listeners to sort of maybe get to know us a little bit. What was your wake-up calls? What was your wake-up call? Yeah, like, what, what, what point in time did you feel like, okay, this I need to start doing something? So, so I, I can phrase that in two different ways. Like, there was the awareness of whenever I started being aware of, like, just keeping an eye on the political situation and whatnot, and that's basically my entire adult life. I've always been involved in politics, even from a young age. Um, Ditto. I remember being in, like, second, third, fourth grade, something like that, and I remember we were, um, we were, there was an election year then, and we were talking about that. We were debating the political candidates then. So, I mean, I've been aware of this stuff my entire life, but the wake-up call, the hard wake-up call of, okay, this is going to affect us, um, and I said this last episode, is when the riots came to our town. Where so, so that was your pivotal moment That of, was my... Like, where, okay, stuff might actually happen in the possible near future it was it, that and it was more so like you know like you know that we you know our town's a pretty small town and you're sitting there and you see the national guard and the you know state police and city police and stuff like that pushing these people down the you know down the street and you're sitting there and you're like whoa this is this is you know our quaint little town and it's happening right in front of us and i thought about it and i'm like or even, like, now reflecting back on that, it's like, you know, I didn't have a plate carrier, I didn't have armor, I didn't have radios to even talk between you guys. And, you know, I mean, I'm not foreign to this kind of stuff. Um, especially, you know, we, I mean, how many years do we play, like, 
semi-professional, like airsoft and stuff. You know, just to, just to deal with weapons play and stuff. You've been doing that since like, oh god, middle school. Yeah, and it's like, you know, so we're not foreign to this, and it comes down to it, and you're like, whoa, we're way underprepared because you know there might be a full-on, like, riot. Like, there might be an actual full-on ride and firebombs and stuff happening in front of us. And that was my wake-up moment that we're no longer in a cold culture war. It's a warm culture war. There's people right there. They're ready to throw bricks at you. They're ready to burn your building down. They're ready to shoot you, stab you, whatever, because of, their, because of some twisted delusion. That was my wake-up call. I think it's a pretty big wake-up call. Yeah, I uh, I won't beat the dead horse on that one either, but my political background, I was always very uh, moderate growing up my whole life, obviously uh, more right-thinking than, I would say, left-thinking by any means, but I never followed any kind of real news media. I would vaguely scroll through Twitter on the occasion back when it was a little bit less... Uh, Hot steaming pile of trash. Yeah, we'll call it that. Uh, but as far as, like, watching the news religiously, you know, like, I never watched, like, Fox News or CNN. Like, I never watched anything. I just kind of got my news fill from, you know, whatever my father talked about, or, like, I would read some headlines in our local newspapers, but that was really all I ever did. Uh, and my wake-up call, the same as you, Crossfire, it was whenever we were in our quaint little town watching this large riot that we never ever thought would ever happen in the town such as where we live because it's just like this little suburb area that no Hick one town. Ever really, that no one ever really thinks of right but apparently it was a big enough town for riders to want to come by and start something and you know that's when I had my big eye opener to what was going on like this is real like everything that I've been seeing in the news recently is real and it's in front of me right now and how we were not prepared at all for it mm -mm. we sure we had some firearms and we were ready guarding our family businesses and we had some sort of communication but there was no real action plan like if someone came after us with something I don't think we would have reacted very well to it. No, or if, or if like a, fi a real firefight broke out in the street, I don't think we could have. I don't think we could have reacted appropriately. Of course not. So that was my wake up call with it, and ever since that very moment, we've all been training heavily uh, to prepare for. That was definitely by far the worst that it's ever been near us. Mm -hmm. So yeah, ever I, since that moment, we've I, been training. I heavily. talked to a lot of people too. They said that. Um, even like the civil rights stuff, like the '60s and stuff, where people were like um, laying out in the middle of the street and stuff like that, just to try to stop traffic. What did they call it? It's like dians or something like that, where you lay across the street. It's a form of protesting. They said none of that stuff was even. It just palls in comparison to this, you know. Mm -hmm. That there's there was nothing like that. Uh, so the, this is probably the worst we've ever seen. What was your wake up call? Uh I'm going to go way before all of that because, I mean, obviously I'm a little bit older than you guys, but uh, for me, kind of the Boston bombing. Like, you know, like it, I, I mean, it's not so personal, but the Boston bombing, like, that kind of hit home. Like, after 9-11 and then the Boston bombing, like, to me, like, that was my moment of, like, yeah, stuff can happen in any town. Like, you know... Because it happened in 
in Boston. Like, you know, any, like, big city in a state, you know, is liable to be a target. So, I just decided right then and there, like, this is where, uh, you know, you know, the line in the dirt is drawn. You know, you gotta make sure that nobody can cross it. So, I... See, like, all that type of stuff is what I was saying beforehand, that I was aware of that being, that, that existing. Because, like, I remember watching 9-11 happen live on TV. I can tell you exactly the details, like, down to the, the actually, believe it or not, the, the, like, how the carpet looked in the room that I was in, because it was, because it's so ingrained in my memory. I remember it that clearly, and it was always like, you know, you know I, I get that this is America, you know, we have to, we have to be careful with that type of stuff, but... I still never thought that oh like we're where we're at we're safe from this type of stuff it's only gonna like he says only gonna affect the big cities so it wasn't really a wake up call it was more that I'm aware that this this could happen but the true wake up like the the holy shit moment was same thing there yeah still like that was that that was still my moment like that was how long ago was that oh that was what year was that two thousand three. Something like that. The Boston bombing? Yeah, wasn't it? I could be wrong on that. You'd have to, you'd have to double check. Are we talking about the marathon? Yeah, the Boston marathon bombing. That oh, oh, the Boston. Much later than that. Oh no, no. I thought you meant like no. I thought you meant like way, way back. I'm sorry. I didn't realize you mean the Boston marathon. No, no. That wasn't. That wasn't too, too long ago. No, that was like what, thirteen maybe. Yeah, yeah. That that seems like that's that's more in that range. Um. So I like I said. I thought you meant. Earlier than that, that was 2013. And yeah, 13. Yeah. So since this week's episode is on current events, I actually just found an article. Uh, huh. Hmm. I okay. So the Boston Marathon bomber is suing the federal government over his prison treatment. Oh. Yeah. Well, this is a, an article from six days ago on CP, CBS. My oh. personal opinion on this matter. I don't care about his feelings. He's suing the federal government for what he claims are discriminatory practices. The 27-year-old is seeking $250,000 in damages from a maximum security prison in Colorado. He claimed in an eight-page lawsuit his baseball cap and bandana were confiscated by prison guards because by wearing it, he was disrespecting the FBI and the victims of the 2013 attack, a charge that he called unlawful, unreasonable, and discriminatory. Yeah, he, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he, yeah. He's he's talking about unlawful and discriminatory. What about all the people that he affected, right? Yeah, I don't. I, I I think they should just take that take that suit, crumple it up, and throw it into the garbage can. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going with that. Like, I don't care about his feelings at that point. And Somebody to, like that, that's just an animal. Yeah. And to re- to recall, the bombing killed three people, and just over two hundred were wounded. That's. I mean, a lot of people were hurt over that. Yeah, imagine how many amputees there are from that 200. Yeah. I'd say at least a quarter. There was a child that was killed in that accident. Well, see, that, that puts it in a whole or different... A terroristic attack. Yeah, that puts it in a whole different realm there. I mean, that's not even, like... That's not binary. It's it's premeditated and all that stuff. So, yep. I mean, there's there's some serious problems there. But getting into current events, because you know, that's where the wake-up call is, it's like, if you haven't woken up already, you, you definitely... You need to start. Might want to think about it. You need to at least start opening your eyes. Um, this week has been characterized heavily, heavily by what many people are referring to as the social media blackout. So, like, for I me, mean, 
anybody paying attention, the big thing, Twitter banning, what, what do we say, like at least, what, 60 to 70,000 accounts, including yeah. some big prominent conservative names. Of course, Trump's gone, Flynn's gone, you know, Lynn Wood, all like these bigger conservative names are being pulled off of Twitter. So it's turning into a, uh, I was going to say a left, a left. Echo chamber. I was going to say we that. We say I echo think, chamber a lot on on this podcast. I think the term here is a heaping pile of garbage because that's because it's I mean it it's bad. So then so then what does any right-minded person do? And not right as in like political right, <laughs> like any correct-minded person like like literal persons like oh well if you know if something doesn't work out, you just move to a different platform. So people you know move to Parler, Gab, Minds um, because they were alternatives to Twitter that you know, they weren't allowed on Twitter anymore for whatever reason, so they're like, okay, we'll just move to a new platform. So what's the response? Parlor Cab and mine's all removed from the Apple and Google Play Store. So it's like you can't even do that. And then just and then, you know, just add that add uh, grease to the fire. They Amazon shut Parlor down. They Amazon pulled the Parlor servers out. Um, for, you know, not uh, properly moderating their content. Well, like, places like Twitter and stuff, you know, you have all this crazy left-wing rhetoric that gets thrown around there left and right with no issues, and, like, Twitter, and you know, has full-blown porn and shit on it. You know, that's not, there's no age restriction on there, any of that or anything. So they talk about moderating content, they don't moderate their own content. Right. I had no idea who Minds was and Gab. I had obviously heard about Parler in recent news, but Gab only has or had a hundred or sorry eight hundred thousand users. Mine's had two point five million users, I believe. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how many Twitter has, but that's probably an astronomical number. Yeah, I mean Twitter's Twitter's got to be. I'm, I'm guessing billions, like low like mm. low billions. Uh, number of Twitter users maybe maybe a couple hundred million. 152 million. That's it. Daily active users oh. worldwide. Oh, 152 daily active users. Yes. Okay, so the total amount of accounts is it's much more than probably that. much okay. more than that. Yeah. Okay. So but that, I think active is much more important. Okay. So yeah, that, that's I think my total account. So 150 million active users on Twitter, and probably half of them are gonna leave. Like seriously, we'll see. seriously, we'll see how that works out. I don't know. I, I think uh, they'll get bailed out, no problem. Because I mean, they're they're an extension of the U.S. government, huh? What? Not really. Maybe I'm being satirical. Right. Okay. <laughs> you fooled me for a second. Like I said, they'll probably get bailed out though. Um, but you know, like people try to jump to other platforms and then like like Parler. Parler's the like we the use big Parler one. as the prime example for today. Yeah. Um, you know, we there's. Like, I mean, I had a parlor, and I'll tell you what, there was never anything wrong with it. Like, there was, people were like, oh, they're white extreme, or they're, you know, they're white supremacists, they're extremists, they're neo-Nazis. I mean, I don't know where they're getting this stuff from, because it was never on there. I mean, like, and I, I mean, I followed a fair amount of pages, and there was just nothing there. It was just basically... It was just basically a Twitter, essentially. It was, it was a Twitter, but there were people on there, like uh, Matt Gates. there was the Epic Times on there. Um, and you know, there was uh, Ted Cruz, like, you know, like they can, the standard stereotypical conservative people. I mean, that's just who I followed because that's who I cared about. I mean, there could have been dark parts of it that exist that I'm, that I'm not aware of. So, so 
when you say stereotypical conservative, you mean like your everyday, uh, no, classical, American classical, guy. classical conservative. Okay. In the in the the, the sense like. Like, Reagan is a classical conservative. Okay, all right, that's a good example. Yeah, like... Average Joe. Yeah, just... I, mean, well, I guess, yeah. But these guys, like I said, are politicians, you know? It's like, and that's who I followed on there. And I never saw any of this, uh, this apparent widespread neo-Nazi, right-wing, anti-Semite stuff. And it's like, I and they're, they're apparently getting railed for not moderating content, which we already talked about that. We had googled parlor to see if parlor even existed on the interweb anymore and amazon had removed parlor from their their web browser services or what was it their servers amazon webs or aws yeah uh, was the server hosting company for parlor right and Um, amazon totally wiped them out and that essentially took them entirely off the internet their site does not exist you can't even log into your account the app is removed from the stores the the websites the URLs listed as defunct. Uh, so yeah, like uh, fifteen million total users as of January two thousand twenty one. That's insane. So how much, how much, uh, how many users Parler grabbed it, in it, that short amount of time? Because it says like two point three million active uh, as of December twenty twenty, and then fifteen million to twenty twenty one. So you're looking at a six fold increase in a month. Right. Um. Now, I, something else I really, really want to talk about, which is the site we're currently on right now. Uh, we we're on Wikipedia. Yeah, we were which, we jumped around to look up some information about Wikipedia, or not Wikipedia. I'm sorry, about Parlor, and of course found the Wikipedia page for it. And what did we find? We literally found that, like, if you look up, say, like, if say if you look up Donald Trump on Wikipedia, it pops up with like part of a series on conservatism. I think. Let me double check that to be sure. So. Uh, so Donald Trump, yeah, if you look at that and you pull him up on Wikipedia and you scroll down, it literally says, uh, oh, that's not on here anymore. They used to, it used to say part of a series on conservatism. I guess they updated that. Um, but like that or like, uh, if you look up Ronald Reagan, uh, it's still not on here either. It literally, it would say, um, like conservatism. Um, we can get back to that. Yeah. So, anyways, so like they they always say like part in part of a series on something, and then if you look under Parlor now, it sh- it sh- literally shows part of a series on anti-Semitism with a picture of. The Jewish Jude star from the world from the Nazis in World War Two. Mouse over anti-Semitism real quick. So to define that for everybody, it, it's a hostility to prejudice or discrimination against Jews. A person who holds such position is called an anti-Semite or semi- anti-Semite. Thank you. Uh, anti-Semitists is generally considered to be a form of racism. Yeah. So literally, because of you know some po- the possibility of there being these these niche far-right groups, which, I mean, I know for a 100% fact that the far-left groups exist on Facebook and Twitter with no regulation. So it goes to the extent of, like, pushing this, this literally, like, on the Parlor's Wikipedia page, there's a huge, giant, like, blaring blemish on it now. And, and, and the guy even came out and said that, you know, he, like, the CEO of Parlor is like, 
you know, I don't even know where you guys are getting this stuff at. This doesn't, this, I don't see this on my site. What I just think makes the least amount of sense is what you just said. Like, there are extreme far left groups on Facebook and Twitter, and that's not really, that's not okay at all. Mm -mm. But extremism in any form is bad. Exactly. But why is it such a problem that, okay, I'm sure there were some extreme groups that existed on Parlor, without a doubt. They had to have existed somewhere. Yeah, but but there's the thing is like Parlor doesn't have the ability didn't have the ability to create like um, I don't even think it had the ability to create like groups and I you know I know for a fact you could have created events on Parlor like you could on Facebook like we knew there were events for the riots that changed our minds on Facebook that people rallied to and all the other places around us where they literally had Antifa event calendars on Facebook that were and and. There's no problem with that. It just it's just when uh, somebody communicates for this event on Capitol Hill that there's now an issue, and they have to literally go to the extent of erasing Parler from basically like history. Agenda. Of course, it's an agenda. You know, anybody who thinks otherwise is either malicious or they're um, or they're naive out of existence. What do you do? Like I said, the like at least you know like what do you what do normal people do? Because not everybody's not everybody's super whacked left. Not everybody's super whacked right. You get all these normal people in the middle that like, um, like myself before all this. Like, like, like you said, I considered myself pretty middle of the road. You know, I, I, I followed everything based on logic. Like, I could care less if somebody was left, right, up, down, sideways. They were decided to be a spinning top that day. I don't care. It. I looked at the facts of the situation, assessed it back to the best of my knowledge. And normal people like me are the ones that are getting most affected by this because it's like, I didn't, like, my Facebook was deleted. I didn't do anything. I didn't post anything political. I went out of my way not to post anything political, not like, share, whatever on any political posts. Didn't like political pages. Like, I didn't even have, like, the official Donald Trump page. I didn't even like it. Like, that or, like, Obama, none of them. I didn't like any political people, not even our local political guys. Totally avoided it. Didn't, didn't post any pictures of guns, didn't like any pages revolving guns, it was ex- like almost, I treated my Facebook like my LinkedIn. That's how I treated it, and I still got banned. For literally, like, I don't even know. They never even responded to me on why I got banned. So you get normal people like me that get forced out of, like, you know, like, like th- for me, that was a way to talk to friends that were in high school and some of my college friends and stuff like that. So they, they, they push normal people like me into a corner. What do you do? Right. What do you do when it. you sit there and see this horrendous double standard where, like, um, like again, someone on the right's like, hey, you know, we're, you know, we're like, I'll use this for instance, like, hey, we're going to the Capitol for this. And the, all of a sudden they're, they're crucified on, in the street there. And then the, the leftists, you know, burn down Portland for, for, you know, what, like half a year straight. And I guarantee they're talking through Facebook. There's no problem with that. Nothing to see here. Like, what do you do as a normal person that sits there and sees the blatant hypocrisy, the double standard? It, it's it's really screwed up. I and, agree. And what do you and like I said? What do you do as a normal person? Like, because you know I don't want this type of stuff. I don't want our country looking like this. I care what our what our what our country looks like to the rest of the world. And right now we look like the, we're we're the laughing stock of the world. And we look incredibly weak. And we do. Among other, among many other things. Oh, of course. What I what I started doing was is whenever I started experiencing, like I obviously used social media quite a bit. Um, 
me being an ex-university student, that's what I would kind of do in my free time, other than study or like hang out with my friends or play sport. But I I started slowly using less and less social media because I realized how how biased it was. It really was, and I just. I, I, I was afraid to share opinions because I was af- afraid of being silenced by these giant... You're afraid of getting canceled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. Dude, you think it's funny, but I'm serious. Uh, I mean, you, got, you got canceled, too. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I got was... deleted, but I mean, I... From... Now anymore, not social media platforms are nothing but a joke to me. Oh, yeah. And so I, I use absolutely. it... I use it just as, as a complete joke. I just, like... There are so many like le- extreme left posts that I would see on the occasion that I just like, I would, I really wanted to s- swipe up and comment or something. They'd be like, "Are you like out of your freaking mind? Yeah, but you think that this is okay? Yeah, but you'll get canceled. But, exactly. You get reported for being a, uh, by you'll get reported for being a Nazi when you're like, hey, where? Well, you know, where where is this fact based? And literally, like, you're a Nazi for asking me that. It's like, do you what? Do, have you ever read a dictionary? Like. Have you ever read a history book? Do you, do you even know what the meaning of the word that you're throwing around is? Because, I mean, that's a horrible word. Exactly. And, and, like, like they throw these terrible words around, and they absolutely are not even close to what you are. Like, like again, asking for, a fa- asking for facts is, uh, you, like, you're suddenly, you're suddenly a dictator. It's, just... it's like, no, no, not even close. It's like, I'm trying to understand where you're coming from with this, and you're you're saying I'm, like, terrible. Like... Yeah, I just, I didn't want to get silenced on the on these social media platforms because I used them to communicate with my friends overseas in the military, such as Raptor at the time. Uh, I mean, well, we primarily used Snapchat for communicating with him. And Facebook Messenger I used to communicate with some of my friends in the Air Force that are uh, stationed out in England or... Uh, over in uh, oh god I don't remember what base it is besides the point out of the country yes see that well I used Facebook again primarily for business um, because we have, you know we have all the business stuff going on and um, for the, the marketplace feature buying right. and selling of course um, you know we have all I mean we have alternative accounts and stuff so that helps but it's because again you know you know I don't need to have my friends to manage a business on it because I mean you need to have a presence on online presence so people can see because that's what the world is right but it's still the whole point it's like I didn't do anything like, I still stand by like I literally have no idea what I did and not not just that it's not just us now like today Tim Pool came out um, you know I'm pretty sure anybody that listens to the podcast knows who Tim Pool is do you want to fill that in for anyone who doesn't yeah, Tim Pool is one of the large I'd say he's like one of the larger uh you know, more pronounced uh, or more pronounced type uh, political commentators on YouTube. Probably the largest political commentator on YouTube that's independent. You still get like the Daily Wire and stuff that are bigger, but those are corporations. So I'd say he's the largest independent political commentator on YouTube. Honestly, I have like one to ten, one being left thinking, ten being right thinking. Where would you say Tim Pool stands? So one, one is left, ten is right? Yes. I would probably say he's like a three. So he's very liberal. Lean uh, classical liberal. Okay. All lean, right. Lean left, moderate on most things. Okay. I would right. say so. Like, I think he describes it as like he's very center about stuff, but he's very liberal on social policy. I think that's how he describes it. Is, is that kind of how Ben Shapiro is? No, no, no. Ben, <laughs> Sh- ben Shapiro is uh, 
Right. I would say on that again that one to ten scale. What would you say? Ben Shapiro is probably a six or seven. He's he's more right. Six or seven, but I mean, he's not. He's not. He's, he's a logical thinker. So I mean, he's not super super hard right. Um, like Stephen Crowder, I'd say is for, is further right than Ben Shapiro by a significant yeah, he's margin. Like an eight. Yeah, that's okay. right. So I would say Ben Shapiro is probably like a six. See, I don't listen to all these guys. I mean, I listen to Ben Shapiro. Because I follow him on Snapchat, so I'll watch it. Watch his shows on there. He's real lot like 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 you said. He's real logic based. Yeah, that's why I love watching his shows. The facts don't care about your feelings. What? The facts don't care about your feelings. Oh, <laughs> I love it. But look, but like you know, like back to what I said about Tim Pool. Like today, he his entire monetization was shut down on Facebook for some absolutely stupid not even related thing somebody flagged a post or something probably because they did probably because nowadays people spam the flag button on things that they don't agree with for, for literally no reason like oh I don't agree with this let's report it for hate speech it's like dude it's like not it's not even close um and you know Tim Pool's entire monetization through his Facebook got shut down I mean he's talking about like pulling out of YouTube and everything so I mean he's gradually trying to get people to transition to his his oh his you know single site um, where he's going to do everything, probably because he sees the end of YouTube coming up soon. Well, you think YouTube's going to start canceling people? Oh, absolutely. They already do. I mean, they're run by Google. Yeah. Right? They already they already do cancel people. I, Google's Google does cancel people, but I don't think they cancel people nearly as much as... YouTube specifically came out and said that if there were anything... Uh, uh, if there were anything that was posted about the election um, after, I forget, like a certain date... Um, that they were going to remove the video. They physically came out and said they were going to cancel things on it. Like, there's no hiding it anymore. That's the, th- that's, that's the whole, like, big umbrella term for this is, like, you know, we thought about that. We thought they were hot. We thought that this may have been the case. We thought they were hiding it. Now, they're not even making any attempt to hide it. They're just blatantly coming out and showing that they're canceling everybody. Right. Now, Facebook and Twitter are, they're, they're private companies, aren't they? Um... I think they're trade. They're I mean, they're they're you can trade their stock. Yeah, they're so they're publicly traded, but they're they're not like they're not government companies. So they do have the right to, I guess, silence people, but they should be silencing everyone equally, right? Yeah. So so if they start going in and silencing people, then that doesn't um that doesn't um give them the right to be exempt from the, the, the... Okay, so if they go in and start, like, really screwing with people and shutting down people's opinions and all that stuff, then they shouldn't have the legal exemptions. They should be responsible for that because they're not acting as a forum anymore. They're acting as a publisher. Okay. You know, I mean, if, and if, if it's something that is really egregious that everybody does disagree with, Say somebody goes out there and literally starts like you can have content rules, of course. Like again, no profanity things that are just that are generally agreeable as obscene. That's quite a bit different, you know. Um, but you know, if you put something out there, someone's like, "Hey, you know, this is false." What you're putting out there. Say they put something out like that's talking about a celebrity or something, and that someone puts out totally false information, they close it. It's like, "Hey, you know, this is verifiably false information." And it's like, oh, well, you know, we'll go to quarter of this. It's like, okay, we'll go to quarter of this. You know, if you want to put that, if you want to put your thing on the line, it's like, hey, you know, we are telling you that this is wrong, and you're thinking it's, and you're telling us that it's right. We'll go to court over it, and then it'll get settled the proper way. 
that's how it should be. You know, and that's why they're talking about the te- Section 230 repeal. Well, well, with the new administration, that'll never happen. Because all these private companies, Twitter, Facebook, uh, all the mainstream media are now an extension of the propaganda arm of the government. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's not like, like there's, there's no, no <laughs> there's no sugarcoated. That's that's it anymore. Yeah. Uh, State-run media. It's, it's literally turning into it. And anybody who thinks otherwise is, is just naive. I would agree with you. I 100% agree with you. I mean, it's... I mean, proof of the pudding with what's going on on social media right now. I mean, granted, our president has been wiped from social media platforms. So. He's been wiped from everything. They even they even made it so his YouTube can't... Like, his YouTube channel cannot post until after the election. You're talking about YouTube? Uh, did you know that? Really? Yes. No, I didn't know he that. He cannot post anything on oh his YouTube God. channel until after the election. I'm so you're talking about, well, we don't, you don't know if YouTube is going to cancel things? You better bet. Okay. So, and, like, on top of all that, like, he has to... So, for him to post anything, he... Like, even, like, searching YouTube Donald Trump, the first thing, U.S. elections, pops up. So, like, they're meddling in all this stuff. Um... Let's see when the last video was posted on his on his uh, channel here two days ago. Yeah, when he was posting all kinds of stuff. Wow. Posted, see, so posting stuff like constantly. So yeah, he's not uh, he's not able to post on his channel here until after the election. So like RSB and stuff, or Right Side Broadcasting Network and stuff has been pushing his like word out to people, especially like now like. What, what better? They pull him off of every platform, they make him so he can't post on YouTube, and then they impeach him a second time. What, you know? What? Did you see uh, what Mike Pence said about that, too? Was it... Poli- what, that he's not going to invoke the 25th Amendment? Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he said that he's not going to. <laughs> he literally... Who was it that uh, wanted to do that? Pelosi. Yeah, was it Pelosi? I, I was going to say that. See, this is how in the middle I am with politics. I just I just choose to not follow it. Well, anymore, anymore, it's like the whole thing is just like rage-inducing because it's like you sit there and it's like it's like you're it's like there's a boxing match and the one guy like it's supposed to be like a fist-to-fist boxing match and then the one dude hits the other guy with the chair and they don't call the match. You see, they, this guy keeps hitting the other guy with the chair. It's like, dude, he's... He's, he's bleeding well, like, out. He's, he needs stitches, but you just want to keep beating him. Well, not even that. It's like, he's cheating. Look, he's cheating. And nobody, nobody calls it. Everybody else in the audience can see it. Right. And the refs are like, oh, nothing to see here. <laughs> That's a perfect example. That's a bold <laughs> action, Cotton. Let's see how well it works for him. Yeah. But it's like, that's the situation. We're just the audience here. We have no control over this. Um, and again, no, and again, I'm you know we're not extreme people. We're just normal people that were minding our own business until everything everything went down the drain. Everything, you know, between the COVID lockdowns yep. and between the riots, that's what pushed us. That's what pushed us up into like being forced to talk about this because it's ruining our lives. That's all there is to talk about anymore because it's not like we can do anything else. Yeah, you can't even social go- lives. Have- practically came to an end because there's nothing to do. Yeah, you can't go to the bar, you can't go to the mall, you can't talk to your friends, you can't, like, go to a movie, anything like that. You know, you can't do any of that because it's all shut down. Essentially. I mean, it's it's getting slightly better, but the whole point, you know, that, that this isn't an overnight thing. For as much as I wish it was, if I could just wake up tomorrow and all this be, just go back to the way please, it was. Yeah, can the dream please be over already? It's not even a dream, it's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, all this we can wrap all this up and be like, and it goes back to the original statement of, this is the wake up call. If you 
can't see this happening or you don't have a problem with this. Well, if you can't see this happening, you're blind. If you can't see a problem with this, you're part of the problem. It's as simple as that. Right. Because if this was the other way around and it was conservatives, uh, you know, uh, shutting down and canceling leftists, I'd have the same problem with it. Because you know, extremists on any end that's, is yeah, a problem. That's what yeah. we're trying to get at. And yeah. Like, it, whether you're super left, super right, it's all radical. And I'm sorry to anybody's feelings that this hurts, but if you're a radical, you're the problem. Yep, exactly. And and, and, and like I said, that's like even, even if you are on the left, you should understand that radical leftists are a problem. It's just like anything else. Like, I, there's people like, even, even like, I know, oh, topical here, religious sense. People are like, oh wow, you know, like, there are people who are, you know, and or Islamophobic and stuff like that, because, because, because of the terrorist things. It's like, well, they were extremists. That's why it's bad. Extreme Christians are bad. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Look at our. And so that wraps back to your point: is extremism in any sense is bad. That's yep. that's that seriously wraps it up. And this should prepare you. Should wake up about this because there's a culture war here. And it's not just it's not just a statement anymore. This is an escalating culture war. It's getting worse. It's a culture war filled with identity politics. Yeah, well, that's that's just one facet of it. So it's ident- it was identity politics, and that's what everybody was up. To. Well, it's a driving you know the driving force for it. You know, like the, yeah, absolutely. The divide. Well, and that's what it was before, and that's why everybody was like, oh yeah, it's not that big of a deal. I don't need to worry about it, and oh, I don't need to worry about it. I don't need to worry about it. I don't need to worry about it. And now it's like, oh wow. I can't talk to anybody now. My my Facebook's gone. How about I hop over to my Twitter? And it's gone. And it's gone. And then it's like, oh, how about I hop over to Parler? And oh, that's gone too. Yeah, it's like, you know, that's what that I, I guarantee. There's people that were in that situation. They're like, hmm, well, well, now my WhatsApp's gone. Uh, I was canceled on Instagram too because it was associated with my Facebook. So there's probably people in that same situation. See, I wasn't. Too. I wasn't. Did you set up with a separate account? Probably. That's probably why. I mean, I'm not as smart as you and, you know, cool techie guy, so I was probably too stupid to realize it and did it anyways, you know? So, my stupidity beat them. Well, see, the thing was for me, it was really funny, because, like, I got shut shut down on Facebook. I was like, oh, well, my Instagram still exists. Jumps over to Instagram. It's like, hey, look, there's all those people I, you know, I couldn't talk to on Facebook. And then, like, two days later, my Instagram gets shut down. And you posted something, right? Yeah. What was your post? I was like, hey, I'm back, and then I was gone. (laughs) <laughs> it was just a, a blank, a black picture, was it? With like word on it. Like, I think so. It? it was like someone's like, "Hey, I'm back." Um, in like literally on that page, I followed my friends, and then I was like, "Oh, what else can I follow?" So I, I picked up a couple channels for like I think it was machining or something like like literal like like machinist tools because I think those videos are satisfying. And then I was like, <laughs> and it, "Yeah," and then it was gone. I'm like, "Well." If that, I mean, if there was anything that could have been like more middle of the road, there was literally nothing political on there. Oh, and, and T-Rex arms. Rip. Rip. <laughs> yeah. But the whole point of it, again, is, you know, we're right in the middle of an escalating culture war. Um, if you haven't woken up now, I'm not sure there's much we could do to help you. Do you think you're ready? Was that a question to us or the well, I think I, was, I think that's a question to everybody. I think everybody should be asking themselves that. Everyone Are you ready? Do you think you're ready? I think I'm, I think I'm prepared to be able to at least stand my ground for it. I don't think anybody will ever be prepared to what th- that this could fully or fully turn into. I I don't care if you're ex Navy SEALs, gr- triple green beret. I don't think triple green beret. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you could be fully prepared for what could possibly happen here. 
you know, I, I can definitely defend my own ground, uh, hold my own property, but it, as far as what this could turn into... That's what I mean, yeah. It's... There's so many mixed bags of people. That's it. You don't know who's on your side with it. You don't know who to trust. It's just... There's... Not a good situ- not a good situation. There's a lot of people that have different viewpoints right now, and there's a lot of people that don't want to talk politics because it's extremely sensitive right now, especially. That's because I think most people nowadays are pretty sensitive. Right, that's true too. But it's also it there's it's right now it's either your right or your left, and there, the middle ground of people is very sided one way or the other right now. Yeah, and I'm gonna say hopefully they're more on the right side if they've seen everything that's going on the on the, on the left right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's about it. We'll see how this next week rolls out because um, we're recording this here on the 14th. The next the next episode will be after inauguration. That's we'll, right. We'll see how the inauguration affects it, and we'll bring some more current events then. And the uh, Raptor should be back for us to get into the actual mindset. Yeah, so yeah, next week, mindset for sure, and I, ooh, this, ne- this next week of uh, current events that is to come, I guarantee you is going to get spicy. I, I think if there's, I think that there's ever a time for things to really kick off, it's this week, and yep. um, but there, it could happen after. The, the next few weeks is going to be very interesting, so it's... we will see, and over these next few weeks, we will get into preparation, and uh... I get to geek out. Uh, you're gonna have a fun time talking about your brands. Oh, I cannot wait for you to. Be oh, here. prepare to be informed, <laughs> gentlemen your, uh, and ladies. <laughs> I uh, I don't have anything else to add though. No, we're good. We we covered everything we need to get to. Uh, next week, please join us. Please join the discussion. Actually, you know we do we do have a uh, a Discord. There was no shameless plug-in this week. No, we met, we missed our opportunity for a shameless plug. There wasn't a whole lot of opportunity for well, a shameless with, plug. With all the social media disappearing, we have our Discord. Oh, there's so much social media disappearing, but you know what? We do have a Discord. Discord is a great social media platform that still exists. And you know what? It's a great social media platform, but join in on our discussions. Give us some feedback. Please rip on us, because we really want you to uh, give us some... Uh, feedback. Feedback, yeah. I was going to say constructive criticism. Well, I mean, that That's is feedback. Feedback. feedback, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, please. We, we'd love to have have you guys on the show as well. Uh, you know, anyone that wants to jump on board, jump in for a few minutes, please do so. We do uh, have the facilities to incorporate uh, live people from Discord in a remote and honest way. Right. So, uh, more than welcome to hop in on the discussions with us. Uh, as well as questions, we do have a questions section on our Discord, so please ask us any questions that you feel uh, need to be discussed. Uh, just another topic to bring to the table. Uh, we'd love to talk about anything that you guys have in mind. So please join us on our Discord. Link in the description. Uh, we're also on YouTube. If for whatever reason you listen to your podcast on YouTube, I think some people do that. Um, but if you don't, we're on all major podcast platforms. Uh, Apple Podcasts, which is weird. Uh, but we're there. Uh, Spotify, we're on Spotify. We're also on Anchor FM. Yeah, and, a, and a bunch of other ones. I mean, they're all listed. They're all listed on our Anchor. I forget exactly. But tell a friend. Yeah, please listen to us. Yeah, if you like, tell your friends listen to us. If you like what we're doing, please share it. Please try to get the word out. Yeah, we really want to do a grassroots growing on this first. We don't want to push adver- advertising too too much. Uh, if you like what we talk about, please share it with your friends, your family. Uh, if you're passionate about our subjects that we bring to the table. 
uh, get them involved, have them take a listen, see if they like us, catch on board. We're just trying to grow our fan base a little bit more slowly as we go. So, uh, anything else, guys? It's all good. That's it for me, yeah. Good show. Good to be back. Welcome back, Blackbeard. We missed you. I missed you guys, We missed your energy. I can't wait till next week. And, uh, yeah, with that, that is a send-off. So, we will see you next week. Peace. Eat.